following is a member of the Growler Media Podcast Network. Find out more at growlermedia.com. Ming's not unbeatable. With all his men, he couldn't even kill Flash. Gordon's alive! Welcome to Flash Gordon Minute, presenting your hosts... From Minute of Darkness and the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast, Brad. And introducing your intrepid explorer of Planet Mongo, Eric. We are at Minute 44 of Flash Gordon Minute. Eric, how are you this fine evening? Well, I'm, uh, I'm having a very tough time trying to drive, Brad. Uh, there's, there is... There's a sci-fi goddess climbing all over me, and I can't really focus on lane markings and stop signs and bicycle riders right now, all right? Yeah, yeah, just uh, check the car after you pull over, make sure there isn't, like, a tricycle uh, in the grill, because that's, uh, that's probably a sign Ooh. things got real bad. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, this here. is Hot fun, here. and uh, this is great sexy aura stuff. And uh, joining us for the fun, uh, he's been great with us all week. From Watchmen Minute, we have Travis. Travis, how are you? Um, I'd be doing better if Eric would uh, keep his eyes on the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, folks, this is the first Flash Gordon Minute episode that we're actually driving in a, an RV uh, <laughs> out, out, while, we're, while we record. Uh, it's the, the Gordon too. bus taking the show on the road. <laughs> Controls are sensitive. Oh, this is fun. This is a fun minute. <laughs> yeah, Travis, you got a real juxtaposition this week. I mean, with you know, look at how you started the week and yeah. look how you're finishing the week. That's the way you want to do it. I, I do have, uh, I do have one question though. Um, mm-hmm. So, Aura loves uh, Prince Baron, right? Well, I, I guess it's complicated. <laughs> okay. No further questions. <laughs> <laughs> she's not really a, a she, she's not a one man girl yeah you can't tie her down oh, okay. to one guy you know she has that scene with him earlier but then gosh five minutes later she's uh, making out with the doctor and uh, she she and I tell you what she does not play hard to get from the minute that Flash woke up uh, from his uh, supposed death she's like well I like you and I was like huh you know, I, I got to figure Flash uh, must be feeling pretty good about himself because he thought he was dying. And instead, he's wake. Said he wakes up and the hottest chick he ever lost. You know, he ever laid his <laughs> eyes on is like, well, I'm digging you. It's like, all right, well, this is things are coming up. Flash all over. But with minute 44, it, it, it's just hard to describe. Basically, ours teaching Flash how to fly this ship. And every move she makes, every word she says, all gears towards seducing this big lump. Yeah, it's every word is just dripping with like uh, sensuality. This minute is one big double entendre. Flying his big rocket through the sky. <laughs> well, I also like uh, what she's and you've alluded to already, where she's distracting him like crazy. He starts to like basically plummet them to their deaths, and before and she's like, "Be careful! The instruments are sensitive, like me." It's like, first off, I don't really think you're that sensitive. I don't, I don't think we're, t- I don't think we're talking about emotional sensitivity, right? Eric, what, what? 
please try to describe this minute. It, it, it I feel like all it is is like she just spends all time turning on Flash. Yeah, um, and she says the left hand controls direction, right? And she moves Flash's hand on the lever to bring the lever all the way up. Now, I know we've kind of established that certain things in Mongo are different than things are on Earth, but if that really controls direction, and he really just moved that thing from one extreme position to the complete other extreme position it goes, he should have just made a U-turn. The ship <laughs> did not change direction at all. Down is a direction. <laughs> but that's that's the other lever. That's the uh, altitude lever. She's touching the direction lever. Maybe they don't have power steering. You really got a wrench on that thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, the whole scene is just set up for her being sexy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she even says, you know, take a left turn over Phrygia, but she moves his right hand, which is the hand on the altitude control. So it's, it's almost like she's so distracted by how into flash she is that she's given him She's giving him a horrible driving lesson. She's giving him the wrong info. What I like is uh, is if you watch the, the minute and you just kind of scroll through it, if you watch Flash, which I know... There's other things that we want to watch. <laughs> exactly. But if you actually just watch him like in between their kisses, you can tell that this is just Sam Jones getting to enjoy this day on set because he looks kind of stunned between kisses and... and he doesn't know what he's supposed to do next, and, and but he's getting paid to be here and, and make out with the, you know this very attractive woman. And occasionally he says things like, "What's that?" <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I'm people listening at home. Sam Jones got paid to do this. Yeah, I remember a lifetime ago, and I it's come up once or twice uh, d- during the run of the show. Um, a lifetime ago, I I, I, used, I was a theater guy. I, I did community theater before that I did a theater in college. And I do, do remember my freshman year of college, tried out for a show and I, uh, called uh, Barefoot in the Park. And it was about a pair of young newlyweds. And um, there was a girl, and it was a freshman, freshman girl named Kate. And a stunningly beautiful woman. And, of course, all the guys who were already... All the guys were going after Kate. All the theater guys were going after Kate because she was just a pretty 18-year-old, a beautiful young woman uh, who didn't have a boyfriend back home. And all the guys were like, well, all right. And the, the thing that always happened in college campuses all over the country where uh, all the junior to senior guys are just waiting for the new crop of freshmen to come in and hoping that they dump their boyfriends already. And I got ca- cast opposite Kate and everyone found out. I was like, Wait a minute! You you get to make out with the cute girl? It's like, yeah, great work if you can get it, and that was fantastic. And I didn't get paid, so I uh, I am really uh, uh, admiring uh, Sam Jones for working out that deal. He should have really donated this money to like a worthy cause. <laughs> it is not fair at all. So, uh, I have another note. I have a non-aura note that has nothing to do with aura. We we see the planet Aquaria. She says, and she specifically calls it a planet. However. It looks like five gigantic tree stumps. That is not a planet. It could be five planets, but that is not one planet. She called it a planet or a moon. She calls it a planet, because, and I and I, I made note of that because later on in the in this minute, um, she tells Flash that every moon of Mongo is a kingdom, and so I was like, wait a minute. So Aquarius is a planet. 
but the other kingdoms are moons, but this is actually five things floating in the sky, so the whole Mongo astronomical system is, is, is baffling to me. It's cuckoo bananas. I remember seeing that as like, how does that even work? It, it's My understanding of planets is like, they're, they're not going to look like that. Planets are round for a reason. Or even just regardless of the shape, a planet is literally A. I mean, it's a singular thing. It, it's not five things. Well, I assume that because they were all like broken chunks that this was a former, you know, one thing that got blasted into pieces. So technically it's it's five of a former planet, five pieces of a, of a former body. Yeah, okay. And they just say to hell with it, let's just yeah, keep calling yeah. it. Yeah. The thing I like about this is from the – when I initially watched this the first time, I noticed that I thought that he that Ming seems to pit uh, Kayla and and Clytus against each other a lot, and I wonder if that was because you know he he'd rather have them not fighting each other, but just you know focusing on each other rather than teaming up and fighting against Ming and overthrowing Ming. And so I also like that Aura even says here that that Ming keeps all these various moons uh, at war against each other. And then, of course, Flash asks why they don't you know, work together, and, and I think it's the same thing. He Ming, the only way Ming knows how to you know, keep people under control is by making them fight against each other rather than focus on him and and work together to overthrow Ming. So. No, that makes sense. And it, it's... This was a neat little bit of exposition because, and we've been getting a pretty good sense of how Mongo works, but uh, Ara is sort of filling in the blanks, and uh, it's helpful because she could just be the sex pot, but she shows some awareness of the situation. Ara knows her stuff. She's very smart. She's very clever. Uh, She just also happens to be... uh, beautiful beautiful woman i really like her uh she's got like vulcan eyebrows with like red you know makeup kind of between the eyebrow and her her eyelids so kind of adds to the her red you know overall theme but yeah they have definitely thought through Ara head to toe in every scene there's nothing incidental with the costuming where the hair the makeup uh, the costume all blends together and uh, it accentuates just uh, every positive feature on this actress so it's uh, yeah they, they did a great job I also just noticed that around second 40 you know she's she's guiding his hand on one of the levers and uh, she's sitting in his lap. And so she gets up and then walks like around him, kind of walks behind him and then sits on his lap again. (laughs) I've seen this movie five trillion times and I've always wondered what the heck she was doing with that move. (laughs) This is just a cat and mouse thing. It's just a cat and mouse. Women are so much smarter than we are with stuff like this. (laughs) They they know when to, uh, you know. Don't let him get comfortable with you there. Don't let him. As soon as there's like, in, in, as soon as the guy's enjoying himself and, and getting used to uh, your company in that particular position, just get up and walk around and make him miss you. It, it's she. She knows exactly what she's doing. Well, and the last frame of this minute is 
both of them looking down, and I'm not sure what they're looking at, but uh, I'm, I think it has something to do with, you know, being comfortable and... <laughs> Fun minute. Uh, this is going to be a buzzkill, but the only other note I have is about the music in this minute. Oh, okay. There was music in this episode? Um, <laughs> <this minute? laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is I to- I'm totally killing the the focus of this minute, uh, but uh, we've got another Howard Blake cue, and I'm going to count this all as just one long instance because it all flows together, where there's a very subtle synthesizer at the beginning of this minute. Um, and then when we see Aquaria on the screen, we get that music cue that we've been getting throughout the movie. I love that music cue. I love that music cue. And then it flows into um, uh, uh, an instrumental of uh, The Kiss, which is the song we heard uh, Freddie Mercury's incredible voice doing when Aura Wakes Flash Up. We now get an instrumental version of that song. Everyone talks about Queen as they should, but uh, there's some very good music and um, that fits in well and isn't glaring in comparison. So uh, it's always great when, we call, um, when Eric calls that out. So, Travis, uh, you, you've been with us all week. i got to imagine... This has got to be a little jarring compared to your day job of uh, Watchmen Minute because uh, Watchmen Minute is it is definitely more muted colors, uh, still a amazing action. But what what do you say when when you look at Flash Gordon and compare that to Watchmen Minute? Uh, Watchmen. Well, what do you see as like the one thing that really glares or really just pops out at you when you watch these minutes? It's like oh well, I don't definitely would not see anything like that in Watchmen. Hmm, that's a good question. The stuff earlier in the week with uh, with Zarkov, like in the pin down on the on the table or whatever, a lot of that that area that that set was very dark around him, so that felt you know pretty normal. But definitely in this minute, all the bright red is uh, something we don't have a lot of. There's not a lot of red aside from the occasional splash of blood. Um, it, even that is is often very uh, maroon you know it's not a bright red generally typically with watchmen our bright colors tend to be bright yellows we get a lot of that pop of the uh the smiley face button kind of reappears every now and then and then things flashbacks with uh you know silk specter and her bright yellow costume and even the the modern silk specter her being all in yellow and then so definitely the color palette here is something it's quite a bit different and then you know stuff like the as they're flying the ship through I guess it's not space but it's across the sky and it's that uh swirling you know backdrop that they use you know it's it's something we don't really have anything like that so I'd say definitely just the color palette like you said it's we're going I'm used to a more muted, a lot darker, uh, with pops of color. Whereas here, it's it's all brightness, you know. Well, when was the last time you watched three minutes of uh, Watchmen and there was no slow motion? Because Zack Snyder loves himself some slow motion. He does, and that's that's kind of like I, I've mentioned a lot in our uh, in Watchmen, you know, minute that his signature slow motion style really works when you're trying to adapt. And trying to get you know, cinematic imagery to look as close to close to as possible to those 
iconic, you know, still frame images from uh, of the artwork by Dave Gibbons. And I think the, I think that slow motion really lends itself to, to that movie. I don't necessarily think, you know, we need slow motion in that style for every comic book movie. But I think if you're trying to nail an iconic image, you know, I definitely think it helps. So we don't have any slow-mo in this movie, do we, Brad? No, it's something I just was thinking while talking with, uh, this this week, uh, talking with Travis, it's like no, there's and I guess slow motion was a little less common then. Uh, they did it all the time in uh, what was it, Six Million Dollar Man, which was terrible. It seems like it would be used more if it was some kind of dream sequence or something where you're, maybe you're in someone's mind or you know they're trying to use it as as something other than real life it seems like that's when you would see it in an older movie like this but yeah it'd either be that or sometimes if there was a, like a thriller where someone's falling or someone's about to fall and you would sometimes you would see the everyone re- rushing to grab somebody before they you know go yeah. off the cliff or go off the uh, but it would it wouldn't be used throughout the movie or throughout the program. It would just be something that would happen right at the end sequence, especially something without a lot of action, it, like a thriller where I don't know, it, you, you know, where Jimmy Stewart's trying to solve the mystery, and at the very end, because there's no, because there hasn't really hasn't been any action, it's like they're going to stretch out this one tense moment of reaching the girl before she falls or grabbing him before she, they get hit by the car or whatever, just to add richness to what needs to be a tense moment. But it's it's not a fight scene. It's not a half hour Bruce Lee beating up a bunch of guys. We're now in an era where, you know, you watch a Michael Bay movie, two thirds of it's going to be in slow motion. I'm a sucker for that stuff though. I, 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 I dig it. <laughs> I, when it's used well, I think it's could be really effective. Um, in Justice League, uh, speaking of the Zack Snyder films, um, the scene where Superman returns and is fighting the the rest of the Justice League, I don't think that scene works near as well without the slow motion. Right, especially with the elements of you know the Flash, and then Superman looks at the Flash. You know, that's yeah, that was really effective. It's definitely a, a sort of a modern thing. It, it can be overdone, but you know, when done well, it, it can really you know pinpoint the tension of a scene. Eric, what scene in Flash Gordon needed slow motion? Um, I'm going to spoil. Uh, I'm, I'm assume we 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 like to assume everyone uh, listening has seen the movie. So, uh, spoiler: at the end, um, when the ship oh. shoves through um, Ming, um. The special effects of the time didn't really let us see that happen. We kind of see it about to happen, and then we see the after effects of it. I feel like if there could have been some slow-mo way to actually show that. I mean, I know for a PG movie, maybe that would have been a bit graphic, but that might have been interesting. That would have been interesting. I could sort of see slow motion where Zark, uh, during the football fight, where Zarkov uh, throws the ball at Flash, or the you know the sphere at Flash, it bounces off his head. If it would have hit his head... And then just slow motion before he falls over, and he just like whoa. <laughs> I could see on the, I think it's in the Hawk Planet, wherever wherever they live. I'm I'm not sure on the name, but um, when 
Flash, I think it's Flash fighting with uh, with Clytus. Don't they have a big battle? Well, he fights Baron, uh, and then uh, Clytus meets his demise after that. I could see that scene, that sequence, getting some slow motion. Maybe some of the Hawkman big battle when Hawk when the Hawkman attack War Rocket Ajax. <laughs> I don't possibly. know. I, I don't think I need to see those wings moving any slower. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, well, that's that's how we're gonna have to go out, uh, uh, Eric. Uh, the, the the I mean, uh, pardon me. Let me start first. Start with Travis. Travis, uh, where can people go online to find out more about Watchmen Minute? Definitely check us out on uh, Twitter at Watchmen Minute. You can uh, search Watchmen Minute on uh, in Facebook and find our page, and then our group is the crime busters listener society so you can join that and we post a little more a little more in-depth um things relating to the individual minutes there and then yeah just join us there and and get in and into the uh, discussion with us very cool and eric uh where can people find out more about flash gordon minute find out more on twitter flash gordon pod find out more on facebook uh we love the chat flash gordon minute listeners vortex and we have an email address, flashcordaminute at gmail.com. Yeah, we recommend everyone uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Um, Eric, as always, this has been a fantastic week, and I'm glad we had this chance to talk. Uh, you know, this is this is your baby, um, and uh, I am uh, privileged that I've been able to join in on the fun. So thank you so much. Oh, we are co-parents, Brad. <laughs> we are co-parents. It's, it's been another fun week. Uh, but this has been a – this is – Honestly, Eric, this has been a tough one for me. We've talked a lot about the move, and one of the problems with the move is we really haven't gotten organized, and it wasn't until we started recording I realized there's been no beer in this house, and I've been recording all week sober, and I just don't know what to do about that. Ah, you've got to get Schlitz, you've got to get Peels, you've got to get... Hams. Uh, you've got to unleash the beast. <laughs> you've, hams! Grain Belt! You, you, you know, uh, get a party ball. You need all of that stuff. Because if you don't have any of that stuff, you don't know what you're going to do other than have Flash save you. Next week, Joe Stuber of Comic Book Central joins us as Flash makes a telepathic call to Dale with a little help from Princess Aura. Incredible adventures await you here on Flash Gordon Minute. Some kind of way out of here Say the joker to the thief There's too much confusion I can't get no relief Businessman there Drink my wine Come and dig my earth
is not. 